Welcome to The Daily Bite with your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today we look at Exodus chapter 16. They set out from Elam, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness, and the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of Yahweh in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. And Yahweh said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was Yahweh who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you shall see the glory of Yahweh, because he has heard your grumbling against Yahweh. For what are we that you grumble against us? And Moses said, When Yahweh gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, because Yahweh has heard your grumbling that you grumble against him, what are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against Yahweh. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before Yahweh, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of Yahweh appeared in the cloud. And Yahweh said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am Yahweh your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay around the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? But they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that Yahweh has given them, has given you to eat. This is what Yahweh has commanded. Gather of it each one of you as much as he can eat. You shall each take an omer, according to the number of the persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered some more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it till the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning they gathered it, each as much as he could eat. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. On the sixth day... They gathered twice as much bread, two omers each. And when all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, This is what Yahweh has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to Yahweh. Bake what you will bake, and boil what you will boil, and all that is left over lay aside to be kept till the morning. So they laid it aside till the morning, as Moses commanded them, and it did not stink, and there were no worms in it. Moses said, Eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to Yahweh. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is a Sabbath, there will be none. On the seventh day some of the people went out to gather, but they found none. And Yahweh said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, Yahweh has given you the Sabbath. 
Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Remain each of you in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. Now the house of Israel called its name manna. It was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Moses said, This is what Yahweh has commanded. Let an omer of it be kept throughout your generations, so that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness, when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar, put an omer of manna in it, and place it before Yahweh to be kept throughout your generations. As Yahweh commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it before the testimony to be kept. The people of Israel ate the manna forty years, till they came to a habitable land. They ate the manna till they came to the border of the land of Canaan. And Omer is the tenth part of an ephah. This is the word of the Lord. Our text today is all about trust. So we jump in. Uh, they've left Elam, which is on the western border. So if you're looking at the that peninsula of Sinai, the Sinai Peninsula, that triangle shape just off to the east of Egypt, on that western border by the sea, about halfway down is where you'd find Elam. And then they've now wandered out into the, the wilderness that's right there as well. And they grumble again. This is our third grumbling that we've seen together. And they this time it's about food. And they're looking back, and it's always better looking back, right? The remember the good old days kind of thing. As they look back here in verse 3, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full, this sounds like an exaggeration for them as slaves, such a numerous group of slaves in the land of Egypt, not likely that they had meat and bread to the full. Uh, they were probably fed just enough that their bodies could continue to labor on the following day. So probably an exaggeration, but certainly uh, not trusting in the Lord regardless. They believe Moses is trying to kill them now, just like they have said before. First complaint was uh, against the Red Sea, thinking an enemy would take them. Now the second was about water. The third is about food. So the very basic things, the staples of life, are two and three, uh, a foreign enemy, number one. Idols, problems of trust. Yahweh responds. He's going to rain bread from heaven. Every day, they are to go out and gather as much as they need for the day. And it's a test. God very specifically says this, and he said it back in chapter 15 as well, that he would test them then in verse 25. He says it here now, and they fail this test. Um, I can't say you pass a test with flying colors. They, they failed this test miserably. They are to walk in God's law. They are to obey his voice, and they don't. So every day, gather as much as you need to eat. And on day six, gather twice as much because there won't be any there on day seven. It's the Sabbath rest, which is all about trust. Moses makes the point in verses seven through nine that it's not really, well, seven through eight, that it's not really Moses they're grumbling against. They're grumbling against God. It's him that they're rebelling against. There's a caution to that. Verse 10 is interesting. You have a theophany. You have an appearance of God. 
for his people, uh, this time in the form of a cloud. He's done the pillar of cloud by day as he led the people in the wilderness. But here, you know, God's glory appears in the cloud. We have no idea what that looks like, but it's noteworthy. So that's why we took a, a stop to point it out. At twilight, so the same time they slaughtered the lambs, God is going to feed them with meat. They will have quail in the very next verse to eat. Then, and in the morning bread, then you shall know that I am Yahweh your God. Ask your children the question here. Is everything God has done for them up until this point not enough for them to know that he is God? That's one for them for consideration, especially for us today. I mean, the Sabbath is all about trust, and we have a lot of trouble trusting in God, even though he has done so much for us. It's like it's never enough. We always want more. We always want more food. We always want more stuff. We always want more money. We always we always thirst for more. And we have a lot of trouble Sabbathing. Yeah, I made that a verb. We have a lot of trouble resting and trusting that the Lord will provide for us. So then you get verse 13. They get the quail in the evening, the dew in the morning, which turns into manna. Now, this chapter is where we end up naming our, our oldest child. Uh, her name is Talia Faith. Talia, Tal is the Hebrew word for dew. And when the Hebrew people stick ya on the end of a name, even like Isaiah, it, it puts Yahweh's name to their name. So dew of Yahweh is what her name means. And then faith, her middle name, means trust. And so it is our hope that as our daughter grows up, she will trust that Yahweh will provide for her always that he is the source of all that she has. Uh, so we're hoping her name is a daily reminder to her of that very, very gift of God for her in her life. Now, as we look at what manna is, which is the question the Israelites ask in verse 15, right? What is it? Now that's that's Hebrew, manna. Uh, that's what it means. They actually call it manna. They looked out that morning. They said, manna? What is it? And so that's the name that sticks. They call it, what is it? They call it manna for 40 years that are to come. Now, they are to take an omer, which is about two quarts, but whoever took more than that had just enough. Whoever took less than that had just enough. There were some people who tried to keep some of their food until the next day, and that food rotted. It bred worms and it stank overnight. Uh, the point again is trust. God said he will provide for you tomorrow. Will you trust that he will provide for you tomorrow? And they did not. And Moses gets angry about it, and rightly so. This is the same for us. As we prayed in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Do we trust that God will provide for us today? Do we trust that God will provide for us tomorrow, or are we too busy trying to provide for ourselves? That's a big deal. We come to the next paragraph in verse 22 there uh, with the Sabbath. This is the first time Sabbath has shown up in Scripture. Uh, it's from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which is to stop, cease, or rest. So it's a day of rest that God is instructing to his people. He rested on the seventh day of his creation, and now he's finally applying that rest to his people, that they would rest, that they would trust that he will provide for them, which is literally what it is, Right? And this is the origin of it. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest. You gather twice as much on day six. 
because when you go out tomorrow, there won't be any. You are to rest. Stay in your tent. You don't even have to leave your home because God will care for you. And that's profound. That's incredible. The provision of God for his people is beyond understanding, and but it's what he does. And that that rest command, we're going to see that show up as one of the, the Ten Commandments, and we'll talk about it more then. So we'll leave that for now. But again, it's all about trust. Do we trust that God can provide for us, will provide for us, if we stop and rest? One of the biggest temptations of man is to figure out how he can save himself rather than to trust that God saves him. And this Sabbath rest applies too, even in the worldly sense. That if we rest, God can provide, God can care for us still. We don't have to earn everything for ourselves. It's not the way God made us. So on the seventh day, people went out to gather. They found none. Verse 28, God is angry and says, how long? We've seen some how long questions before in the book. They failed to trust. The last paragraph tells us what manna was like. Um, so we've already read that it was thin um, back in, what was that, verse 14? Fine, flake-like thing, finest frost on the ground. Now here we read it's like coriander seed, tasting like wafers made with honey. Honey was their prime dessert. I mean, that's good stuff. So God is going to feed them a dessert bread every day for the next 40 years. Um, they're going to grumble about that too at some point. But this is as fine a gift, food-wise, as God could have given to them. At least in their, their understanding of things. There is a finer taste coming, a finer feast coming. Uh, this is a foreshadowing. I don't know this for certain, but I'm guessing this is why our, in communion our, our bread that we take for Christ's body is in the shape of a little wafer connection here to God providing and God provides us with the forgiveness of sins through his own body and blood the thing that we need more than anything else in all this world and even the Lord's Supper then is a foreshadowing of the heavenly feast that we get to enjoy when we get to paradise a feast that never ends so some some good things here some good conversations that can certainly be had uh, with all of this now in verse 32 they are to take one omer of the manna and keep it. Uh, they're to store it in the, well, we're going to read before the testimony, verse 34. That's the Ark of the Covenant. That hasn't been made yet, but it's coming up later in the book. This is to remember what Yahweh did. Just like chapter 12 with the Passover, chapter 13, as God says, as your sons ask you, teach them. This is what the saving of manna is for, so that generations to come, God is going to, just as he supernaturally made it rot or, or last, he's going to supernaturally make this manna and this omer of manna and this jar last for the generations to come so that they can see and be taught about what God did for them all those years ago. Forty years until they come to a habitable Habitable land, a place where they can actually plant a crop, they can, can reap a harvest. They can't do that while they wander. God will care for them. They only have to trust. As it is for us today, we trust in the Lord because he is our God and he has saved us. <laughs>